we continue our meditation during this post-Easter weeks. As we know, we have 49, 49 days before the Feast of Pentecost. And so we continue to reflect on the power of Christ, on the power of Christ working within the hearts of his disciples. But not only that, but we see also the power of Christ, which is given to us. And, and here we have in the first reading, you know, the, there's, there's the, the difficulty of taking care of the widows and orphans, widows especially, since they had no means of, of existence, subsistence. So there's a desire on the part of the disciples of our Lord to take care of them, to take care of their physical needs, of their emotional needs. You know, the sign of being a Christian is a sign of taking care of those who are in need, whatever needs they may be. And so what we have here today in the Christian community, the, Hellen the, the those uh, Jewish people who were of Hellen Hellenic or Hellenistic or Greek background, so they could have been from, from Alexandria, from other Greek cities, the widows seem to be neglected um, and the, the widows of the Hebrew, those who are uh, of the, from Palestine, they seem to be taken care of better. And yet, yes, there's a need to provide care for both, for all, all those who are in need. And yet we, have, we see here as the disciples reflect on what they need to do. Should they get more involved with taking care of the needs of those who are concrete needs of the people, especially the widows and those who are in need of, of some assistance? Or what is their role? It's a reflection, it's a deeper reflection today. And so the disciples of our Lord, they, they take it into prayer and they realize that the most important thing they can do is to pray and also to minister the word of God, which means proclaim is a kerygma proclamation. And so they choose those that would be specifically given the responsibility of helping others. And that is the diaconia, the ministry of service. The, the, the deacons who were chosen, it's a special type of ministry, ministry of service of Christian love. And, and the disciples who were not able to do physical um, uh, activity of service they have to focus on that which they were called to do. And so we know within the Christian community, there are varieties of ministries and there are a variety of ministries given by the Holy Spirit to us. Part of the ministry is obviously priestly ministry, those who consecrate the bread into becoming body of Christ, those who are prophetic ministry, those who are proclaiming Christ, the evangelists who are able to proclaim Christ, also those who in any way assist others in the various types of works of, of love, works of mercy. And part of that, you know, for us here is not only our community has uh, 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 both the gift of, of you know, the, the gift, the Holy Spirit's gift of priesthood, but also religious life, uh, brotherhood. All those are ministries that the Lord gives to us in order to proclaim. It is sometimes through the works that we do Sometimes the things that we, we teach or preach or witness to, those things that actually lead people to Christ and to assist them in their needs. 
And so one of, one of the elements of this ministry is also being a helper. And this is why we have formed, oh yes, yeah, so many years ago, it's gonna be more like 70 years ago plus, uh, of forming people known as helpers those who assist those uh, who assist in, in proclamation or those who assist in providing service or, or care for others. So, so the Association of Marian Helpers being one of those that have received a special charism of being helper. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. But why is the first reading important for us? Is because it focuses on two things. One, the importance of prayer the importance of prayer, that we have time to pray. Obviously, forms of different prayer could be meditative, could be reflective, could be just, the inter, inter, you know, it could be persevering, novenas, all kinds of things, but also the entering into a spirit of prayer, entering into a continuous dialogue with the Lord. That is one form of prayer, which actually deepens our relationship with the Lord. Then it's the ministry, the second aspect is, is the ministry of the word, which means proclamation, teaching, guiding, writing, doing media things which help people to come to know the word of God, come to know God himself. God has revealed through the Old Testament, through the prophets, God has revealed above all through his son is the fullness of revelation that comes through his son and the importance of proclamation of teaching, guiding others in the knowledge of Christ. Because as we know, we live in a world where we have advertising industry, we have all kinds of philosophies, ideologies being, you know, being, being continuously uh, uh, poured upon us from so many media ways, movies, whatever it is that we see, everything is, is pounding upon us and, and trying to imbue us with, with things which are not exactly of God as we know. Yes, there's some good that's there, but also a lot of things which are actually distracting us or pulling us away from the Lord or making us even question his existence or question his love and mercy. You see, that's why we have to enter into, into spirit of, of a meditative reading of scripture and also those who are teaching others to do so. And then finally, the third dimension is taking care of those who are in need. You know, taking up care of those who are in need, whether widows, orphans, all those people who uh, are brothers and sisters who are in need of uh, some form of assistance, material assistance, spiritual assistance, maybe also emotional assistance, because there are people who are struggling right now. They're struggling if, you know, this, this uh, pandemic is isolation created within so many people, um, you know, this, this, this type of feeling of alienation, feeling of, of not being cared for, rejection sometimes, because people do not contact one another. Uh, and and so, so that the importance of reaching out, being there for one another. But there's a, another dimension that we speak of today is the Lord himself through the gospel. You know, Lord, let your mercy be upon us as we place our trust in you. As we read the, the antiphon for the responsorial psalm. Why is the gospel important to us today? Well, first of all, John's gospel, we have this, yesterday we had the, uh, the miraculous multiplication of, uh, of loaves and fish. So we have the Lord using his divine power to help people to be nourished, 
to be fed. This is one of the aspects. And yet the gospel, as we know yesterday, it wasn't that the Lord is compassionate. Obviously, he is. Absolutely, he's loving, he's merciful. But he also wanted to show us that he has the power over bread, the power over bread. Yes, he can multiply loaves. Yes, it is true. But also he has power over bread, which is the Eucharist. He has the power over bread to become the body and blood of his own son. This is the power of God, the Father's power given to his son. And so we, we have this power, we have received this power because by being, being uh, called to, be, to, 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 to serve in the ministry of priesthood or, or, or episcopate, uh, the Lord by giving us through the you know, laying on of hands, placing on our heads the hands of the apostles, the con continuous, continuous gift that comes from the apostles we receive the power over bread that 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 bread is is possible for the bread to become the body and blood of Christ it is through the holy spirit in the person of Christ because we don't have as human beings this power unless it's given to us and god is giving has given this this power to us to to give and to multiply the, the bread to become the body and blood of Christ and to be distributed by it to all. That is something that the Lord has granted to us. It is the power of our bread. But also today we see here the power of our nature, the power of our events in our lives. You know, this gospel today from St. John, you know, as you know, John wrote the gospel about 30 or maybe even 40 years after, after Mark and, and, and Luke and, and, and Matthew. So John presumes that others have already heard the other gospels were written or read to the people. So he doesn't go into too many details. Uh, that's why, you know, for example, in Matthew's gospel, we have, we have the story of, of Peter. You know, when they, when they see that they're in the middle of the ocean, uh, I mean, in the middle of the sea, it's dark, and, and Peter sees Jesus walking, and they think he's, he's a ghost. And so Peter says to Jesus, if it is really you, if it is you, then tell me to come. And, and of course, we know that he, Peter begins to walk on water, and then, then he realizes you know, that of the waves and everything else that's threatening him, he loses his faith in Jesus and begins to drown. So those are the elements which are in Mark's gospel, in Matthew's gospel, in Luke's gospel, we, we have the story and as the story is narrated. But we also know that, that when Jesus completed this extraordinary gift of multiplying loaves and fish, he wants to remain he wants to remain and in prayer, and he tells his disciples to go, to go, to go by boat to Capernaum. And, you know, and, and the, the reality is there's the Sea of Galilee. They were supposed to go from, from north uh, to, to south, uh, uh, and uh, they were supposed to row, row the boat you know, along the shore because that's where they were, the place where the, the miracle took place and where Capernaum is, is basically along the shore. And, and, but there's a, such a strong wind from the north uh, and, and, and this, this, this strong wind is blowing them right into the middle of the, of, of the Galilee, Sea of Galilee, and they can't, they can't control it. 
So instead of having a short journey along the coast, you know, from, from, from east to west, they ended up right in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and there's a strong, there's a strong wind there, and, and they can't continue. They are not able to, to make it to the shore. You know, the, 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 the symbolism of this whole gospel, you know, which is basically an event that took place, it shows that the Lord allowed them to experience difficulties. Yes, he, was, he just showed them his power over, over bread, multiplications of loaves and fish, and yet the Lord also wants to show him something extraordinary. And so here it is, a natural event. They're in the middle of a sea, at three, at the third hour of the night, as as the as the other disciple, as the other evangelist would say, right in the middle of the night, and and they can't get back to the shore. They're struggling and struggling, trying to fight the wind, the storm, which is pushing them farther and farther away from the shore. And you know the the, the power of this gospel it shows that the Lord allows us to experience the difficulties, the events allows us to experience the difficulties of life, whether it's sufferings or illness or death even. And, and, then, and then he wants to show us that he'll come right in the middle of the night, in the middle of the darkness, which we experience. The middle of the darkness, he comes to us and he wants to be with us. And yet sometimes we are even afraid. Is he there? Is it a ghost? Is it is illusion? Is it, can he really be there for us? Can he really help us? And, you know, we see that in Peter. If it's really you, if, if it's you, then tell me to, to do something, to come, to experience your protection. Tell me to do something that I'll know that you are there for me. And, and so here it is. And yet even Peter, who is able to do extraordinary things, right, when the Lord says, come, you know, trust, put, place your confidence in me, place your trust in me. So Peter begins to walk, and yet he begins, then at a the, certain moment, he loses his trust, and he begins to drown again, because the events of life sometimes are extremely difficult, the emotional, you know, the depressions, uh, the fears, worries about our families, fears, worries due to sickness, or even death, like a death of a young man, as we had the funeral yesterday, you know, we see, we see so many things which overwhelm us. And yet the Lord is asking us, I am there for you. You know, I want to come right into the midst of your, of your darkness and your difficulties. Now be there for you. And, and we know that this is the case. How many times I, I tell people who have incredible difficulties, sometimes at work, sometimes with coworkers, sometimes with situations which are see, seemingly so overwhelming, the anxiety overwhelms them, you know, depressions, fear overwhelms them. And it says, you know, it says, go to work or go to the place which you are struggling with. Ask the Lord Jesus to come along with you. Take him along with you to the place of whatever the difficulties might be. He will walk with you. He will be there. Take our Blessed Mother with you. She will hold you by the hand and she will take care of you because God has the power. He has the power over nature, over events, over, over situations which seem to be so seemingly beyond our ability to, 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 to conduct, to, you know, to, to, um, you know, to run, you know, whether it's our nation today or, or, or the world around us. Sometimes we fear the divisions, you know, the ideologies which are being kind of many times forced upon, you know, those who do not accept them. You know, sometimes all these things which are happening to us, we're not by ourselves. 
We can invite the Lord to be with us. We can invite our Lord to, to, to take us where we are into the most difficult situation. As a matter of fact, the Lord wants us to know that he will be there for us. And just like he was there for the disciples in the middle of the, of the Sea of Galilee. Yes, everything pushing him away. But the minute the Lord came into their boat, all of a sudden, as John the evangelist says, all of a sudden we felt like we were there already, right at the shore, which means that they were able to accomplish this task which they couldn't do alone. But with the Lord there with them, they were able to accomplish and they were able to arrive at their destination at the safety of their home. So, so the invitation is for us here to, to place our confidence in him. But first of all, we have to invite him. We have to invite him to be with us. And we have to keep on inviting him when, when, when the fear and worry starts to overwhelm us again. How often I have, I have used the prayer of blood and water prayer, of blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. And I kept on repeating it in situations which are very difficult to overcome. Sometimes the trials, sometimes it is other people that ask me to pray for them because they're in danger of losing life. And I keep on praying that prayer many times because it's a way of inviting the Lord, inviting his power not only to come into my own heart as a person who wishes to pray and intercede, but also the grace which is given on the other side to those who are asking for those who are in need of. And so the first voice to invite the Lord. But the second aspect of this aspect is invita invitation is trust in him placing our confidence in him. Lord, let your mercy be upon us as we place our trust in you. Lord, be, let your mercy be upon us as we place our trust in you. This is the whole message here coming from our shrine, that God is trustworthy, that he can be trusted, that when we invite him to come, somehow, even if, it's, even if something doesn't happen right away, something that's not just like, you know, it's like magical. No, something that over time, maybe weeks, maybe months, even years, we find out that all those things which we struggle with seem to have disappeared. They're longer there. And we come to realization that he has been there for us. And slowly, he was able to give us the gift of grace, that healing grace, the strength, the courage to face the difficulties so that we must always know that we're never alone, that he's with us and that he's with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is with us through, through the intercession of our Blessed Mother. He's with us through the Eucharist above all that he's there and he shares our journey and no darkness, no storm of life, no, no depressions, no fears, illusion, fears of, 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 you know, being overwhelmed by a situation. Nothing will, 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 will separate us from God. And even if it is, even if the Lord calls us to an earlier passing into his, into the father's house, we should not fear that because he knows us too so well. He knows what we need. He knows when is the best time for us to come into the father's presence. This is our gospel. You know, this is the truth. And this is why the disciples today, the apostles says, we cannot neglect, we cannot neglect the word of God, the ministry of the word, and we cannot neglect prayer because in prayer we come to know him more. 
in prayer we come into a deeper communion with him and that through prayer and out of the fruit of prayer is proclamation, witness, and the love that God has given to our hearts. And that not only the word, but also the works of mercy, works of love, which we can carry, strengthened by him. We're able to be his hands. We're able to be his heart. We're able to be his, 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 his tongue, his heart. And this is the gift that God has given to us through his word, through his son. Word alive, word that, that has become one of us, who's risen, who has given us everything so that we may one day share his joys and the glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.